There are so many incredible individuals all around our country who are trying to make a difference. They're impacting their communities through their work, talents, and servant hearts. In this series, you'll get a chance to meet them. Welcome to 50 States, 50 Stories. Hey everybody, and welcome back to 50 States, 50 Stories. I'm Matt Marks. It's episode three. We're here, episode three. It's going to be a good one. And I've got a great friend here today with me, Spencer Marchand from North Dakota. Spencer, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. It's glad to be on here. I'm glad you chose me, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to talk about North Dakota. I don't think a whole lot of people uh, think about us. So, A lot of people are going to learn from this episode. I'm so excited. <laughs> and so we were talking earlier. Um, you know, you were like, okay, we, we're going to have a drink for this episode. And of course we are. So I've got my, uh, little repping uh, Oklahoma with Bob Stoops tequila and a little lemonade right here. That's right. But you've got a special drink uh, here. What do you got? I got the Dakota soul beer. It's made by summit breweries. That's technically a Minnesota brewery, but this beer is made with 100% North Dakotan barley. So I thought I'd definitely give the support out to the, to the home state or ag producers here. I love it. Well, repping the home state and I, that's that's a great way to start right there. And I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, Spencer, you've got a great story. And this is going to be I, I hope everyone listens through this whole way, because you're going to learn about North Dakota, you're going to learn about Spencer. And I, I'm excited because you are honestly, so how we met goes back to Oklahoma, right? There's been a trend right. here yeah. in the first couple episodes. It goes back to Oklahoma, OU. Um, you spent some time your freshman year here at the University of Oklahoma. Yep. And I was really impressed um, just getting to know you because you've got a great story. You're very passionate about serving your community and the community. Mm-hmm. Where, I mean, wherever you find yourself, you're very passionate about it. And so you've just got an incredible story. And so, again, Spencer, thank you for coming on today. I'm, I'm really excited about this. Oh, I appreciate it. I think it'll be fun. And uh, yeah, again, this is so, so excited with things going on. And I'm always excited to talk North Dakota. So, I mean, again, you got the probably the biggest North Dakota fan on here. So <laughs> and that, that's what I wanted to hear. All right. So I want to talk about where you grew up. You grew up in Harvey, North Dakota. I want to hear about Harvey, um, places to eat, attractions, and okay. then also kind of what you're doing, what you're doing on a daily basis uh, with your profession and your career right now. Okay. Well, yeah, Harvey, North Dakota is the hometown. It's a really rural town in central North Dakota, Wells County, North Dakota. Um, I think as of the 2020 census, our population was just right around 1700 people. And that is the largest town in about a 45 mile radius. So just to give people a perspective, uh, if you want to know where like the nearest Target, Walmart or McDonald's is, it's about an hour and 15 minute drive away. So we're talking that rural. Um, oh my gosh. I, th- I think that's a far cry for, for most people. So, I mean, um, but I loved it. I loved it growing up. I mean, there's, it's a different way of life. Uh, you know, again, it's not for everybody, but I sure enjoyed it growing up. Um, you know, being in a rural area, you know, it's very agrarian, very agricultural centric. Um, so a lot of the things that you do for like a hobbies are very outdoorsy, you know, hunting, fishing are big hobbies of mine, golf. Um, really anything to do outside. Uh, we have a lot of good waters for some water sports, things like that. You know, we have the Cheyenne and James River uh, that go right through our county. The Cheyenne River actually goes through my hometown and we have a reservoir with a beach. So there's just some some things to do around town as far as, like, you know, things outside, swimming, hunting, fishing. You know, you always just got to do something to find yourself uh, uh, busy outside. So that's kind of what I would say as far as hobbies go, you know, generally where people gravitate. Um, 
But, you know, on that too, um, you know, just a little bit about Harvey, you know, I mean, places to eat, not a whole lot, you know, there's a, we have a little tasty freeze, it's called, it's comparable to Dairy Queen, maybe a couple people have heard it, a smaller chain. Um, and then just a couple really uh, local diners and cafes and, you know, just comfort food and um, some foods that probably uh, a lot of people haven't heard of too, you know, up here we have a big, uh, lots of Germans from Russia and a, and a big Norwegian heritage. So we have uh, things like Nefla soup and Fleischkikla uh, Fleisch and um, cheese buttons and things like that. And most people are like, what in the heck is that? But uh, <laughs> just comfort food from our old heritage from the homesteaders that came over back, back in the day. So, you know, uh, so it's about that good food, good hobbies. And then above all, uh, I'd like to say is that the great people. That's why I came back. Um, it's what I loved about it is that you always talk about you know, people say Minnesota nice, Midwest nice, or North Dakota nice. And I would really say it's rural nice. You know, when you get into some of these rural communities, you'll run into people that would literally give you the shirt off of their back. Or if your car broke down in my hometown, you'd probably have five people willing to give you a hand. You know, it's just, there's great people, very personable. And uh, even if you're a stranger coming through town, they're probably going to wave at you and say good morning. So, you know, that, <laughs> that, that is what Harvey is right there above all things is it, it's the people, it's the great people. Oh, that's awesome. And tell me a little bit about your journey, because you you spent, like I said, we met in Oklahoma. So you came down for a year in Oklahoma, then you transferred out to University of Minnesota, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And then and now you're back in North Dakota. Tell me what you've learned about your journey. I mean, you're going from North Dakota all the way down to Oklahoma, and then you're going back up north. What's that taught you? Well, you know, it, it's it's taught me that plans change, you know. So, I mean, you you knew uh, when I met you, too, that when I came down to the University of Oklahoma, I did it to uh, study meteorology. You know, all of my life, I had this love for meteorology and, and the weather. And, you know, I thought I was going to do it my entire life. And I went down there and then I just, not that I lost the love, but I realized it's not what I wanted to do for a career every single day. And that I thought if I, if I were to do it as a career, it would kind of burn me out and I'd lose that love that I had for it. So my main reasoning for transferring is because of my, my major switch, uh, you know, I switched to uh, a business degree in supply chain and operations management and public and nonprofit management. And the, the Carlson School at the University of Minnesota is a great school. And uh, it just, it was the right move for me at the time. And so, you know, there was a lot of hectic moving in there, but, you know, it did change, you know, it did teach me that, you know, you know, changes happen in your life and that plans change and you got to go and, and adapt to those changes. And so, um, you know, all in all, I, you know, it's hard even, you know, leaving friends like you and, you know, some of the guys that I met there too. I met some really great people down in Oklahoma, but ultimately at the end of the day, it was the right choice, you know, strategically from where I needed to go. Um, and it got me the education that I needed to pursue where I am now in my career. Um, so, you know, the main thing is that it taught me to adapt to changes and to, you know, bring on change as something, you know, don't view it as negative necessarily, but just to, you know, say what's the right move and how do I best go about it? Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's what you got to do, right? It's, you got to figure out where, what's best, like you said, what's best for you, and, and where you want to take, take your career. And before we get into in a little bit, talking about a major um, a career going in the right direction for you, something that, that you're, um, I know you're very excited to talk about, I'm excited to talk about with you. But I want to talk about your family's business, um, and, and okay. what you're doing, because this is really, um, Really fascinating. Your your family, I know, is is big for you. Your your family yeah. is is every in everything you do. It's about family. It's like you said earlier. It's about the people. I want to hear about what you're doing um, in the in the furniture business. Correct. Yep. Yeah. So actually, we're pretty diversified. So our our whole 
parent company, if you will, is called Marchand Retail Group. And my brother and I uh, came back together. I have an identical twin, as you know, and uh, we're the third generation. So it was started by my grandfather and grandmother back in 1981. So this is actually our 42nd year in business. And we're actually tomorrow, we're celebrating a sale at our main retail front um, to celebrate those 42 years. Congrats. Um, but we do a, a, yeah, thank you very much. And well, we're, we're in a couple industries. So the furniture, uh, mainly home furnishings, furniture, flooring, major appliances, window treatments, home decor, et cetera. Um, but then we also have a standalone bedding company that uh, where my career is mainly involved with where we sell mattresses, adjustable bases, uh, you know, sheets, pillows, et cetera. Uh, and we have some exciting announcements too. We're actually looking to open up our second location, excuse me, in Fargo, North Dakota, a standalone sleep shop to, you know, be, showcase our wide array of unique products that I've had a lot of time uh, in the development process with. So I'm really excited about that. Um, you know, I think that we have a, a really great array of products that are unique and bring their own story. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be in that industry and betting and, and getting those products to people that need and deserve a good night's sleep. So that, that's kind of my main thing with, uh, with work, but uh, yeah, like you mentioned, the family is where it's at. Uh, you know, I work every single day with both my parents, my brother, and, you know, it can be hard at times because, you know, with family, you know, you're a lot more, you expect more of each other. You're, you would maybe say a little more blunt with each other than you would any other employer colleague. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it does make a difference. I mean, you all have the same goal and you collaborate, come together. And, you know, even in the hard times or the good times, you have to make sure that you're grounded in each other and can rely on each other to get, get the job done. So, um, you know, I've learned a lot, you know, I went to school, got specialized in degree, but, you know, coming into business and doing it every day, you know, you realize that you have a lot to learn and that you always have to continue to be learning. And so if you're coming out of college, you know, you, you are, you know, you think you might be done learning. Well, you're sadly mistaken. And I I've learned that now. So, um, but yeah, that's kind of where we are with the family business. It's, uh, it's been great. We have exciting things going on, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's definitely been a lot of work, but rewarding work. When you think 42 years, I mean, what, is I mean, does that just seem like insane to you? Like, I mean, how how special is that? Well, yeah, you know, it's it's a big accomplishment. I mean, you know, when you go to the statistics that even in starting a business, about 93% of them fail within the first five years. And so it is a testament to get to 42. You know, it has a lot to do with my my grand grandmother and grandfather, and then both my mother and father too, in the second generation, they brought it to something that it never was. And now, now it's on my brother and I, you know, taking on ownership here as we go along, you know, it's, you know, it's up to us now to take that baton and to keep it moving and, uh, you know, keeping that, 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 that energy to, you know, to keep succeeding. And so, um, you know, hopefully we can see not 42, but 52, you know, 62, who knows, but you know, the, it's on us to keep it going now. So, you know, we've, we've accepted that challenge, but. And, and so this is your business is in Harvey, right? It's right there in town. Right. Yep. So, yeah, actually, uh, you know, our main storefront where it all originated now, um, you know, we have about 24,000 square feet of showroom now. So we take up right. about a half a city block. So we're, we're, a, we're a pretty big presence in the in the city. But we, we do a lot of business over the, you know, the region, even kind of, I would say, almost over the state. You know, we gone and to go a uh, hundred or so miles in each direction. So, I mean, we're we're constantly going all over the place. And but we it, it's we're proud to offer a service and an array of products that um, you know, small towns like us don't generally have. So I always like to say that we're, it's like having a little bit slice of a big town in a, in a really small town like this, but. Yeah. I mean, that's great. I mean, think like too, what's it mean to you when you're talking about like a local business, right? You've got all these, all these big businesses, big chains, but they don't offer everything a small town or a local business can offer. 
And how, how special is that, that you're, you're playing that really, again, family, you're making connections with people, you're trying to serve the community. How, how important and special is that for you? Well, that's super important. You know, and in our hometown, and I, especially me, especially coming back, I've always had this sentiment, but even more so than ever, that, you know, shop local. Keep your local businesses alive. That's how you keep your communities alive. You know, whether it's, you know, anything, it could be furniture, it could be, you know, gasoline, it could be concrete work, uh, you know, contracting with building your house. Um, it's important to keep all that business here in town and keep keep jobs and things afloat so that, uh, you know, a small town like us can continue to thrive. And, you know, we can keep continuing to offer that way of life for, you know, future kids growing up, et cetera. And, you know, and that's right, though. I mean, small town businesses are generally, you know, a lot easier to work with. They're more personal. Uh, I mean, you know, and so we tend to offer services that big box stores, you know, really wouldn't because, you know, to them, you're just a number, but to, to us, you, you know, you're not only a customer, but almost a friend. And so, uh, you know, we, we know names, we know last names and, you know, when people come in the door, we recognize them. And uh, so that is very important to me. And, you know, and even that'll get into some of our future conversation too. Uh, but, you know, the shopping local, keeping the, the rural community alive, that's super important to me. Uh, you know, the rural community or the rural way of life is something that gave me so much in life that, you know, I, I want to keep preserving that so it can give, you know, that can be given to other people too. Well, I, I love hearing you say that, Spencer, because in the chaotic world that we live in now, we need more people like you because what you just said resonates with a lot of people. You know, they, they just need a friend. They need somebody. And as you're building those connections with your clients, you treat them like that. You treat them like a friend, right? You're, they're not just a number. More people, right. more people need to follow that model. I think that's, I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's hard to do, you know, again, you have to go above and beyond after different things or, you know, just go out of your way to be a little bit more personable with people, which, you know, but at the end of the day, when you take that extra effort, you know, I think a lot of people will find that they find joy in that, you know, again, human beings are social creatures, you know, in our intrinsic way of life. And so, Oftentimes, you know, people find themselves a lot more, you know, uh, content with life or finding a lot more joy in life when they're social and, and going out of their way to be uh, lend a helping hand or just to be a little bit more personable with other people. But, exactly. I agree with you, man. Well, this, this is a great segue to the next because I want to talk to you about something amazing. And uh, I, I'm just so happy for this for you. So earlier this year, you made a big announcement you are uh you're starting a campaign you're running you're running for wells county commissioner that's right yeah and, and when i saw this i'm like yes 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 i wish i could come up there and vote i will be there all <laughs> the time can i come campaign for you because as as i've seen as i talked about at the beginning you've got big things ahead for you in life i mean really you are so innovative entrepreneur you've got just such a good mindset but you want to help people and i want to i want to hear about what went into this decision? Why was this the time right now to run? And uh, I just want to hear the passion behind it of, of you running for Wells County Commissioner. Yeah, well, I mean, it kind of comes back to what uh, I, I touched on it a little bit, too, is that, you know, I've always wanted to, you know, give my life to public service because, again, I want to serve the community that gave me so much growing up and throughout my life. And so that's kind of where I felt compelled. And it just seemed a little bit right because there's somebody, a, a, you know, a good family friend of mine, somebody I respect who is on the board of county commissioners who is stepping down. So it's really just an open seat. And so I said, you know, even me as a younger man, it's, you know, let's put my hat in the race. Let's, let's do it. And, uh, you know, I'm totally capable. I think I'd be good at it. Um, and I've been met with so much positive uh, remarks on it. I mean, people around the community are just excited. They come up to me and, 
and tell me how they, they, they love the move. So I'm, I'm really excited for, for, for the campaign. Um, I hope it goes well. I'm, I'm confident it will. And so, uh, you know, come next year, uh, you know, come well at the end of November, you know, hopefully I'll be on that board of county commissioners. So how's that, how's that process look like? I mean, is it just an election November or is there uh, you know, primary vote or anything before that, or is it just straight to the election November? How's that work? So there is a primary, the primary is June 14th. Uh, it's an, and so county commissioner in the state of North Dakota is a nonpartisan office. So okay. um, it's a nonpartisan primary on June 14th and the top two will go to the general election on November 8th. Um, as of right now, I, I, I'm not sure if there's an opposition to me yet. Um, you know, I haven't heard anything. There very well could be, but you know, that's where it will be. There'll be a primary June 14th, and then it will go to the general election, uh, both nonpartisan. But. So what, do you, what are your goals? What are you hoping to accomplish, you know, if elected? Well, you know, I just shared this today too, just to give a little bit, you know, two things that you can expect from me as a commissioner is, um, you know, one of the most important things a Board of County Commissioners does is looks at the county budget, which will, you know, make an implication on people's property taxes. You know, we collect our money via the mill levy. And uh, so, you know, property taxes, uh, especially as of late, seem to be just going up the wall. And with with prices of everything going up, you know, one of my things is that I will, you can always expect me to look at the budget with a common sense approach to make sure that we're not overburdening taxpayers, first and foremost. I mean, that's just Again, it's one of the most important things that county commissioners do is approve the budget, but we need to make common sense, smart decisions, you know, look at something when it's a capital expenditure, you know, whatever it might be, and really delve into it, say, what is the common sense approach? Can we really afford this? What's the cost benefit analysis? Those types of questions, just to make sure that the citizens of Wells County are getting the best services, but not being overburdened with their taxes. Again, you know, I'd like to see, you know, maybe taxes go down, you know, you, maybe that could happen, you know, and so I think, you know, people pay a lot in property taxes already. And it's just one of my jobs to make sure that they don't pay more without getting more. So, uh, but another thing is, um, you know, there's county commissioners relatively administrative for the most part, you know, approving the bills, your portfolios, the county departments. Um, but another thing though, too, is that I think it's important to be pro industry or business on the board. You know, I mentioned, you know, Wells County keeping it able to thrive, but in the last 30 years or so, Wells County's population has declined by almost half. You know, we've seen, we've seen so much urbanization and, and communities like mine are, are getting much smaller. And so, but part of that is that, you know, there's, when it, when it comes to population, you need to have good paying jobs, you need to have available jobs. And so there's a lot of things going on great in North Dakota with foreign investments. Our commerce department for the state has been doing a tremendous job at bringing foreign in or, and domestic investment in. And uh, there's actually almost over, I should say now, $30 billion in, in the pipeline for uh, investments in North Dakota. And so one thing I'd like to look at is how, how could I maybe bring some of that investment into Wells County, bring some jobs into Wells County. And so I think it's important to have somebody on the board who is really thinking about those things and giving incentives to drive industry and business here uh, so we can keep these communities alive and growing and well. But Yeah, I, I can tell. I can tell the passion right there. Again, you got my vote. You got my vote, man. <laughs> I wish you could be up here and vote for me. <laughs> I wish I could too. Hey, so I want to ask you, as, as you look back on, on this decision and as you're mulling it over, I mean, you mentioned that uh, your friend retired and that's why the seat is open. But also, when you, when you go through this decision to make a run like this, is there anybody that was like a mentor in your life that you're like, you really looked up to and still look up to that are like, this is, or, you know, talk to them about advice that you're like, okay, this is why I'm going all in and starting this campaign. 
Yeah. You know, and there's a number, you know, obviously like my, my dad is one, you know, my dad, I often say is one of the people that taught me what it means to be a man. Uh, you know, and part of being a man is giving your time to other people or giving efforts to other people. But uh, another person to note, uh, is my late grandfather, Leo. Uh, this is actually where I get my middle name from is that, you know, he was, a he was just, he was a great person. He was relatively modest and simple. He was extremely modest, I should say, but he was always somebody who gave his time to people, you know, whether it was, working at the food pantry here in town or uh, volunteering his time to drive, you know, cancer patients, uh, patients to Bismarck or Minot or all these faraway cities to, you know, get chemotherapy or different treatments. You know, he just did that because, you know, he felt it was right. And so, you know, I, I grew up watching that and, you know, it gave me a passion for service or it gave me at least the notion of, you know, him showing how important it is. And so, you know, that's how I view, you know, again, we always talk about running for political office, but, you know, the real word is public service. And I think that people forget about the service part of that. Uh, but that's how I've always viewed it is that, you know, if you're going to get into public service, it should be you sacrificing some of your time and giving it to other people and whether it's policymaking, et cetera. But I think it's really important to do that. And so I've always had kind of the, you know, the prerogative to, to do that sometime in my life, but, uh, you know, here it is, the time is now. And, um, but yeah, I would say both of those people are, you know, very large influences on my life and, and the want to serve. So. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. I love that. You know, that's, that's yeah. inspiring to hear right there. And, and you're following in their way. That's what you're doing. I mean, with this, you're following in their way. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I want to ask you, you know, looking down the road, you know, what, what are some of big goals for you in, in life? And I mean, may not have an answer right now. You take it day by day. I, I totally get that. But what kind of, what do you, what do you want to see, you know, five years, 10 years, 20 years from now in doing sure. it? Yeah. Well, and to, uh, you know, one of the big things is, um, you know, there's some personal goals of mine just to become, you know, you know, it could be little things like being more physically fit, uh, you know, getting an increase in my spiritual life, things like that. Um, some other kind of goals of mine too, is that, you know, I have a, I have a wonderful, wonderful girlfriend and, uh, you know, one, one of my goals in life is to be a husband and a father one day, you know, who knows how long that would take, but just some small personal goals like that. I've always, I've always wanted those things in life, but, um, as you know, as far as career and everything too, though, is I, I'd really like to see an advancement, you know, in say, you know, public service too. I've always had the, the goal. And, and again, maybe this won't happen because, you know, just like I, you know, had my encounter with Oklahoma plans change. So you never know what'll happen in life, but, uh, in the next five years, I've always thought of, uh, you know, making a potential run for the North Dakota legislative assembly. Um, I'd, I'd love to represent my district. Um, I think I'd be good at it. And I think that, uh, you know, it would just be another way for me to give my time uh, and, and efforts to making not only my district, but the whole state of North Dakota a better place. You know, and uh, beyond that, you know, there's, I've had some lofty goals in life too. I've, you know, I remember we've talked about it all the time too. And I've, I actually remember it was uh, in fifth grade when I had met our United States Senator Kent Conrad at the time. And uh, nobody really cared. You were fifth grade. We didn't really understand or care what he did. And, but we kind of, I kind of paid attention and I was like, wow, well, that kind of seems like a, a neat occupation or job. And so ever since then, I always thought I'm like, yeah, well, maybe one day I could be a, a United States Senator too, which again, that's, you know, something that could very well not happen, could happen, but uh, it's always been kind of a, a goal at the back of my mind there. It's like, you know, if I were to ever advance myself in, in public service, you know, I think it'd be an end goal of mine to be one day in North Dakota's congressional delegation to Washington, D.C. Um, again, something I feel like I would just have the, the charisms for, 
Um, but uh, again, who knows that that's a, that's a lofty chance and we'll see where life takes me, but uh, just to kind of give you a little seed of maybe what I had thoughts in my mind, that would, that would be it. Well, those are some good dreams and I love to end goals right there. And I'll tell you, I, I've said it earlier, you're going to do big things, man. I, <laughs> I, I see it for you. You know, I, I, I just, I'm so impressed with, with your story and I mean, what you're doing with your family's business. And then you're, you're, you're really just latching on to the community, which honestly, we don't see a whole lot of, you know, across our country, or we see, I mean, they don't get highlighted enough. I should say that I should walk back on that. There are a Absolutely. lot of people all across our country that are, are really trying to impact their community and they need to be highlighted. And that's really one of the big reasons for this podcast. And I'm glad that gets got to talk with you because that's you're making that impact in your community. You're building those relationships. And so as you're making your run, you probably find it fairly, you know, find it fairly easy. You get a lot of support because you've already established those connections, right? You've established those relationships. The, the community knows who you are. And I, I just, again, your, your story amazes me. And how old are you, Spencer? I'm 24. You're 24. See, and already doing all of this. And I, I tell you, I mean, I just, I'm amazed. <laughs> I'm amazed. Um, so I, I want in, in to, and because we're to, we talk politics a little bit, I want mm-hmm. to end with uh, your closing statement and with this question for you. Okay. Sure. If you had to describe your hometown in one word and the why, what would it be? Home. And that sounds a little bit, uh, you know, that would be kind of a lame answer to most people. Well, of course it's your home, but in this sense is that to me, home has always felt like a place where you can be safe, uh, a place where you're, where you feel content, warm, you know, a place that feels like nowhere else. And that's, you know, this has always been home for me. It always will be. And that has to do with some of the things I touched on, you know, it's the people, it's the way of life. Um, it's just, it's different. And it's, again, it's not for everybody, but it was definitely for me. So the, the way I would, yeah, in one word, I would just call it home. And uh, again, I hope that's not too lame of an answer. But uh, yeah, you know, in in that respect, that where it's just it's it's profoundly, you know, captivated me throughout my entire life being here. And uh, it's a place that not only I don't think I could ever leave, but it's no if even if I had to, it's it's a place I would never forget. Man, I love it, man. Well, Spencer, you're making a difference, and thank you for sharing thank your you. story. Thank you for. Uh, talking a little bit about Harvey, North Dakota. Again, if anybody is going up to North Dakota, we got a guy right here in Spencer. He can show you around. Holler to me. I'll show you around. (laughs) Well, Spencer, I appreciate it, man. And and thank you to everyone for tuning in to episode three of 50 States, 50 Stories. We'll catch you next time. Go out and make a difference. Take care.